0: I want to ask you to do me a favor, would you please stand? This won't be the last time you stand (laughs) for the day. Again let me again welcome especially those persons who are uh, are believers, but especially those who might be with us who at this point may not be believers. I just want to read the the section of the bulletin that really gives an overview of the, the focus this morning and it's called for maximum impact. Have you had a checkup recently? What was the resulting status of your health? How light are you? What is your BSL? Since you didn't answer, would you please have a seat? (laughs) Dr. Jesus will be with you in just a moment. Maximum impact. There are many things that are impacting us personally and the world today. I heard just recently, wasn't there an impact in Chile, Chile recently? Well, on the 12th of January, there was a similar impact in Haiti. I heard last week at the beginning of this past week, I think there was a health summit conference or at least uh, summit convened by President Barack Obama to address the the health concerns in the United States. In the Bahamas, I understand that the Right Honorable Prime Minister of the Commonwealth of the Bahamas, Hubert Ingram, would have given a mid-year statement as to where we are financially or economically, it seems as if persons are giving reviews, and because of those reviews and statements, it has far-reaching impact. You may recall, as I'm sure you do, the January 12, for example, in, in Haiti. That incident, in terms of what was flashed on the television screen, uh, so vividly. Did it have any impact on you? At the school which I serve, I ask students to, to meet with those students who might have been related or impacted by that event. And I thought I may have had about 100 students who would have shown up because I wanted to speak with them and give them an opportunity to vent and to express their feelings. To my surprise, there were 350 students who came forward. So my initial intent to make it very informal and interactive had to be changed so that I can address and listen to their concerns. And these are elementary school children so that you can understand how difficult it is for some of them to articulate verbally what they were feeling. Some said that they were scared. Some said that they were sad. One sophisticated girl stood up and said that she felt melancholy. (laughs) What a big word. (laughs) Then I asked the other question, just a show of hands. Would you please tell me How many of you sat and watched what you saw with a parent? And more than two-thirds of them raised a hand. And then I asked the next question. How many of you saw your parent while they were watching these scenes? How many of you saw your parents cry? And again, approximately the same number of hands went up. Then I asked the third question. How many of you cried? Because your parents cried. And again, the hands went up. And even though they were living in Milton Street or Palm Beach Street, the Grove, Young Street, Frogman Lane, in the vicinity of the school, what took place in Port-au-Prince and in the vicinity there, was having an effect, an impact, all the way on East Street here in the Bahamas. There are many things that are impacting our world today. There are many things that have and will continue to impact you today. But what do we do about it? In Matthew chapter 5, we are told that seeing the multitude He went up into the mountains, and when he was set, his disciples came to him, and he taught them, saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for the what? For they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. In other words, the kingdom or the heaven still belongs to them. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and shall persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. For he said, and then it says this, Rejoice. What? I, I might as well say it again. And again I say rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so did they persecute those or the prophets before you. Question. Let's pause there. How many of you have ever been persecuted? None. What this is already heaven. God, <laughs> muddo. Last week, early last week, my mother-in-law's oldest daughter coerced me into going to get um, a little physical, a little a little sing-sings kind of thing. You know, I went. Well, of course, uh, I went on the scale. They wanted to find out how much I weigh. I could have told them. <laughs> but they asked me to get on the scale. Usually, they also check your height. I don't think the lady who was doing it could reach the top. <laughs> so we forego that part of it. All right. But we went, I went on the scale. And um, I am delighted to tell you, I have gained four pounds, three and a quarter ounce. <laughs> Yes, Thank you Brother Ron. I must, I must confess, I did have a heavy bunch of keys in my pocket. <laughs> and I was wearing my heaviest shoes. Since it was a cool evening, I wore some heavy coat. <clears throat> All right, but, but they told me that when they checked my, my blood, by the way, they, they stuck my finger, And since it was a cool evening, I, I told the lady she stood at once and she didn't see what she expected to see. And she did it again and again, there was nothing. And I said, what are you looking for? (laughs) And she said, I said, tell you what, this is a cool day and I have conditioned my body so that when it gets cool, all of my blood goes to the center of my body. (laughs) Because, so my extremities, there's no blood usually in that area. Well, she said, well, let me try one more time, (laughs) you know? And so I had to send the message to my blood, please go there and let it go. (laughs) And so it went. And there was a little blood. I found out and I asked at the end, basically, so would you like to hear what she what found out about my blood? She said it was sweet. Good. <laughs> let's move on. And then she checked my cholesterol and she said that that was low and that's, that was a good thing. And then she asked me about my, my BP or that's your blood pressure. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. So let's move on before some people try to figure out what my blood pressure was like. You know. But somebody's always testing. And the question I asked earlier in the bulletin about, have you had a checkup recently? And what was the results? And then I ask, how light are you? Normally they want to find out how heavy are you. But how light are you? You you see, I I want to read this to you and uh, follow with me. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5, reading from verse 13 through 16. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And I quote You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has become tasteless or lose its savor, how will it be made salty? Again, it is good for nothing anymore except to be thrown out and trampled under foot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a peck measure or bushel, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men, so that, or in such a way, that they may see. Your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. End of quote. I want you to think about two things here. You are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. I personally believe that it is more important how you live than how long you live. In other words the quality of your life speaks more forcibly to the character of an individual than the quantity of days on this earth. A friend at the end of her email, Helene, she said it's something similar, and it had also unknown, but something to the effect that it does not matter how many breaths you take. And some of you have been taking a lot, you know? And some people, when they walk in here, nonstop, by the time they sit, they can't talk. Out of breath, you know? And so to catch up, they breathe more rapidly than others. Helen says at the end of For Emil, usually that it does not matter how many breaths you take, but how many moments that are take your breath away. Isn't that cool? I like it. No, I love that. Do you know. And so, how we live, in terms of the quality of our lives, is more important than how long we live. Jesus used these metaphoric terms, salt and light. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Have you ever been asked to do something that you didn't know how to do? No? Yeah? How did you feel? Dumb? (laughs) Foolish? Frustrated. Have you probably been guilty of this? Have you ever asked a child, tie your legs? And the child stooped down to tie it, but they don't know exactly how to, you saying they should know how. So they play with this thing, and you're looking intently, tie it. Got it, got it. Whatever it. Is. Have you ever asked to brown the flour? Some of you know what that mean Anyhow, sure, sure. <laughs> y'all don't cook soupe. <laughs> Have you ever been asked by uh, Brother Antoine to hold a note? I almost die many times. So I cheat. I pretend I hold in the note. But I'm I trying to breathe. Yes, sir. You know. Sometimes when, even in church, we are saying here to this morning that you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. What does that mean? These words are spoken by Jesus himself. All I'm doing is repeating them back to you, reminding you, reminding myself of who we are because of what Jesus has designated and called us. He says that you and I, as believers in Christ, we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Peter was a conservative. Now, Peter, just in case you... Maybe thinking about the wrong Peter. Uh, Peter was my grandmother's dog. <laughs> uh, Peter was unusual. I have never met a dog like that before. Um, and as you know quite well, I, my background is the big yard. And so my only dog, who was Pookie, uh, uh, um, was a real dog. all right, But not Peter. Uh, Peter never barked. Strange dog. I don't think either because of a gene mix-up or somehow nobody texts Peter or give him the memo that he was a dog. So when Peter was upset or wanted to express his emotion, Peter didn't bark. That was very dangerous for people who were visiting the yard, which had no fence. It was an open yard. Peter hang out under of a vehicle, was in a yard or under a tree. So if somebody came by and Peter didn't approve of their presence, Peter would politely, without haste, walked up to the person, decide on which side he's going to get his bite from, <laughs> and bite the person. That's why I said, but he didn't, he was a conservative, he was very, didn't waste energy, didn't bark to waste time. Peter just fight people. Peter needed to know that he was dog. Dog supposed to bark. But he didn't. You and I are salt and light. That has some meaning. Salt, for example, most of us have it in our house. Now, now today, I suppose you go and had your checkup, the doctor may have told you. Stay off the salt. Don't touch it. And some of you say, but I like it. I really love it. But the doctor says, stay away from it. If you don't, it'll kill you. But some people, with everything they get, before they even taste it, they reach for the salt shaker. Aha! I found one. And they shake it. The salt all over the food before they begin to eat. They just love salt. Now this crystalline compound has that effect, right? It's the characteristic of salt. But what else? Think back about the original audience when Jesus was sitting on the mountainside and his disciples who were probably nearest to him, but there was this huge multitude and he was saying to them as he taught, you are the salt of the earth. What do you think they were thinking about? Their salt back home, yeah. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? How could he call me salt? Yeah. Then somebody said, but, but what does salt do? Preserves, yes. It's a preservative. So if, you, if you try to think about that, we're the salt of the earth. Aren't we supposed to be preserving? yes. Is it possible? Now, some people, high blood pressure. It's create taste. Yeah. Somebody say, I want a fresh food. Yeah. Not a fresh. No, none of that. These people can't cook it. And that's why some people, when they go travel abroad, they compare what they left back here. True. Tell the truth. Somebody say, tell the truth and shame the devil. You know. (laughs) It's true. Because you compare because you have your food properly or what we call season. Right? Yeah. Actually, you know, properly seasoned. So when you say, Look, there's no salt in that, well, I taste a bit, I, I don't diet, I ain't eating today. Then you run it around and give some from that marketplace or my cousin Wendy, just because you want some with a little bit of flavor, you see. So, salt has this feature. Not only does it add taste, you know, and it preserves anything else you can come about with. Creates thirst, exactly. It creates thirst. Now, I never have no experience, but I, is that true? You ain't, got, you ain't got to raise your hand, just raise your spirit, I'll see it. it that that if, if you, I think some place where people want you to buy more alcohol, they have some little peanuts on the of too, you can eat free. The peanut is free because you get, they have the saltiest kind, not the you know, unsalted ones. This is the high salted one. So that if you eat more of that, you say, hey. but then they hit me another one. Yeah. so it does create thirst I tell you I had no experience but a boy but it preserves in other words it retards decay it stops now if you think about who we are then for us to make maximum impact a salt but think about this for a moment the salt will have no effect if I leave it in here, it will have no impact on its environment around the, 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 the people. And so when we are the salt of the earth, we must be interacting with people. Think back about just this past week. There are people you would have interacted with I have never seen before um, and will probably never see, never have the opportunity to say hello good morning, how are you, or any extended discussion with them. But you as a believer, God has so designed and decreed that that's your environment where you are a salt and you are to make a difference. You are to create thirst, especially if there are those persons around you who are not believers. You are to preserve. How many of you sometimes, because they know that you are a believer, that you are salt, that sometimes when they may be engaged in a discussion, but when they see you, they either change the subject, or they walk away and they smile and say, Hi, are you just passing by? Good riddance. (laughs) Because they want to continue their discussion. But that salt... But your past week, how many times during the past week did you stay in your shakeup? You never let any of that feature, characteristic of who you really are, permeate your environment. It will be almost ungodly. Almost. It is ungodly. For you to be there and have been there for so long, and some people do not know, that you are a believer, that you are salt. The question at the beginning, Matthew 5 13. If the salt, it, by the way, I've seen sugar, no, I've been told it is sugar. Yes, there's such thing as diet sugar, diet sweetener, sugar substitute, right? What about salt substitute? There's some now, right? Are they real? They give the illusion that it is salt, but it's not. Any diet salt? Uh, now I told you I am specialized in diet because I did go to Lowe's once and asked for um, fat fast. And they said they don't have any of that. <laughs> uh, I, I did ask. The lady, the lady asked me to repeat myself. I, I did, but they had something is biased with that. But I deal with that another time. They did have Slim Fast on the shelf, you know, but nothing for people like me. Assault. We must permeate our environment. We must get out of the shaker. Otherwise, we will not create thirst in the in the minds of the people who are around us. We will not spice up their lives if we do not interact with them. And certainly we will not be able to retard the decay in our community. But think about I, I heard again, I, I missed and woke up this morning and he had the news. There, there, you, there, there's somebody who's trying to break in on the second floor level of the Bain building, 9 Shirley Street, uh, yeah, and they surmised that he fell to his death, um, and his the fall was so severe. At least it seemed as if that one of his limbs were almost severed in the process. Yikes! Question: Did this person had an immaculate birth, or did, does he have a parent? Did he grow up? Who was the persons who were impacting his life? Did he? was he surrounded by some salty christians are you salty or are you have you lost your savor your taste your, your characteristic of being a salt so when we talk about how bad crime crimes are committed by people people usually well some of them I'm going to say that when sunset they come out, but some always out. So, um, and some go in. To, they go to a home, but some may not have homes to go to. Wherever the night catches them, that's where they lay their head. But these people were born by female. I can vouch for that. All right. and then, But who were the people around them who were influencing them? were we a part of that because we remained in our shaker and as a result other persons other entities were impacting their lives my question to you again are you making a maximum impact because you are salt how do you do that you say do you read your Bible because this is where you get Real, See, right here, when we all come together, all we're doing here, we're in the shaker. You know? And this is good, because rubbing shoulders next to fellow believers and sharing those things that we do and what we're learning from Scripture, that makes us dangerous when I get out. When I come out of this shaker here, watch out, I'm armed and dangerous. All right, all right. But if this is all we do, And we avoid people during the course of the week when we are not here. I don't think we are doing what, we are not being who we are. Salt. Salt was not designed to stay in the shaker. Reading the Bible. Feeding on it. Meditating on it. Praying about what you read serving get involved utilize what it is that you've been learning not only that as i mentioned earlier rubbing shoulders with fellow christians let's look at the other part of it you are also designated as light light that's why i ask in the opening how light are you bad grammar it's all right how much light do you emit what is this thing? This this wave band that is electromagnetic radiation that is emitted as a result in your retina has been designed by God so that it picks that up and it goes to your brain and it registers as light. Somebody say, Who turned on the light? Most of the time we say, Who turned off the light? If it's, if it's more than the space in your house, the first thing you want to complain about, Craig, but knows about DEC again. You know, now last week we had something where we were supposed to see, but that never happened to BC, so praise the Lord, thank God for BC. Yeah, you are, amen. But you and I are supposed to be the light of the world. How do you be light? What are the characteristics of light? What do light do? Do you agree that where light is, darkness disappears? Does that happen in your life? Or do you blend in? with the darkness and so there's no distinct demarcation between light and darkness do you engage in the vulgar discussion because the darkness is creating discussion because but you don't want to be left out and be considered weird nerd whatever and so you decide to just smile be quiet and say God bless them are you light we are told that we are light, the light of the world. Light also makes things visible, right? It even protects. I think most people have lights, and some people leave their lights on at night when they go to sleep. Anybody do that? I mean, outside lights. Um, some people say I can't sleep with Ron. Some people, some who have to have lights on in the house. Somebody, I can't sleep with all the lights off. You ashamed to tell me, eh? All right. But light becomes such an integral part of our lives. We feel like we can't do without it. You know, you need light because light exposes things. Light then in this context, could we consider light to be truth? Do you have truth? So that when you do share it with those that God has provided in your environment, that you illuminate their understanding, but that will never happen again if you have your light off. These are two, as far as I'm concerned, two very important, very profound designations that Christ has called us. Light and salt. Salt and light. Again, your own checkup. And this one, you know, it is free. The other doctors may charge you. You check your own self. Look back not too very far just in the past week. Have you been salt? Have you been light? And if not, and notice, to be salt and light, you don't do that in isolation. Again, if we only bring all of our lights here, shine it on, you know, boy, we a light of this place, you know. But if it's only here, Then, okay, you said blinding me with your light, you know. But let me go out with my light into the darkness. Aren't we supposed to, according to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus, when he was just before he left here, he says that you're supposed to be, you and I are his witnesses? Yeah. And a part of that witnessing is to be salt and light. That's, That's all I want to encourage you with today, is to really examine yourself as to who you are. And know where, how salty you are, how much light you are emitting. And where you find that I am not as salty as I should be. Or I am still, I'm salty. As a matter of fact, as um, Bill Heibel says, you know, are you potent? And he came up with a formula I will to share with you in a moment. Are you very salty? You have the stuff. But you're still in the shaker. Nobody in your house knows because you don't talk about spiritual things in your house. Certainly not in your workplace, because you already concluded that only God could help them. But I thought you are his representative. You are his ambassador. You've already rejected them. You have no hope for them. That's where you are supposed to make the impact. And for us to have a brand new world, or to retard the decay of our community, it starts with one person at a time. And just imagine, each of us leaving here today, determined to be salty, potent, you know, and what? And here's another thing. Even though this comes out of the shaker, very potent, if there is nothing it goes on to, it is still wasted. So we need to form relationships with people. And besides, like I said, all of us, God has provided opportunities for us to interact with people on a daily basis, whether you are employed or you're staying at home because you can go cross the road to your neighbor, even if you'd have to talk to one of my grandmother's Peter people. In other words, there is no excuse other than for you, when you examine yourself, if you find out that you are not potent, then fix that. Having evaluated yourself, where is it that I am falling short? I have a multiple uh, amount of opportunities to interact with people, but I never say anything that is spiritual. Or I never turn the discussion towards spiritual things. And if you are a steward or if you pray and ask God, please help me, tell me what to say. And that's important, to know what to say. And the scripture gives us uh, direction as to how we might do that as well. And so I want to encourage you today that in evaluating yourself to see where you are, do an honest check, and once you find out what it is that you are lacking, please take steps to correct it. Because light also causes growth. Your plants are a good example of that our maximum impact. I want you then to do this with me. According to Colossians chapter 4 verses 2 through 6 and I will read it in your hearing. Devote yourselves to prayer keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Praying at the same time for us as well as that God may open up to us a door for the word so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ For which I have also been imprisoned in order that I may make it clear in the way I ought to speak. Conduct yourselves with wisdom towards outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned, as it were, with salt so that you may know how you should respond to each person. Let me summarize. Assault, you need to be, I call Bill Hybel's words, highly potent. But not only that, that's the HP. Then you need to get close enough to the source. That's called what? Close proximity. So HP, this is not chemistry, HP plus CP plus CC, that's, you need to be clear in your communication. You can't be talking to people and you're mixing them up. You cause confusion. So HP plus CP plus CC equal MI, maximum impact. Are you salty? Are you close enough? Are you clear in what you're communicating? If you do that, I can assure you, based on the formula that Christ has just given to us, you will make a maximum impact in the world around you. My brothers and sisters, we are to be the salt of the earth. We are to be the light of the world. Do this in remembrance of the command that Christ gave to all of us, that we are indeed salt of the earth, light of the world. I conclude by saying this to you. The one who tells us this, this is the same one who you refer to as the first and the last. He is the beginning, he is the end. And some people try to get rid of him, you know. Armies, though, can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him. The leaders can't ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse him. And the people couldn't hold him. Nero couldn't crush him. Hitler couldn't silence him. The New Age can't replace him. And Oprah Winfrey, she can't explain him. Um, He is light. He is love, he is longevity, and Lord, he is godness, and he is goodness, he is kindness, and he is God. He is holy, he is righteous, he is mighty, he is powerful, and he is pure. His ways are right, his word is eternal, his will is unchanging, and his mind is on you, and his mind is on me. He is my savior, he is my guide, he is my peace. He is my joy, he is my comfort, and he is my Lord. He is the ruler of my life. He is the one who has called us salt and light. And so, my brothers and sisters, I invite you, I charge you to be salt, be light, as he has called us. In his name I pray. Amen. Amen.